You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 397. Uh, that's a lot of episodes. You know what I was thinking about earlier, David Cohen? What? I thought it might be fun to go back and say, what were we talking about five years ago? Mm-hmm. Ten years ago. Can't quite go back ten years. This is still the new we, show, after all. Yeah. We, I, the show started in September 2010, so we're not quite at that point yet. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I can't always tell what the hell we were talking about. Wait, you mean the show notes are that good? Yeah. I I, I get quite lazy. And, and, the show and also as well, the, the last thing we want to actually do is actually go back and hear what we sounded like nine years ago. Yeah, I'm not going to listen to it. <laughs> That'd just be awful. Like, okay, one year ago, yeah. May 2018, um, David and Tim discussed the Echo sharing private audio as well as Amazon working with law enforcement and facial recognition services and the rule of unintended consequences. I wonder if I could have made that freaking sentence longer. <laughs> yeah, talk about there was unintended consequences in that sentence, I think. <laughs> uh, the one before that. 350. Tim and David discuss Google duplex and possible cheating the demonstration phone calls. Oh, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, and then 349, Puerto Rico Infinity War. I remember that was a pretty good one. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, Eric joined us. We talked about the hurricane that hit down there. We also talked about uh, Marvel's Infinity War. Yeah. Um, and then 348, I talked about Cobra Kai, Star Trek Discovery, Orville. It looked like we were really into uh, what was going on on the TV shows. Yeah. Is that Cobra Kai thing still going? Yeah, they just uh, released episode two, or uh, season two, I believe the beginning of this month or end of last month. I think it was the end of last month. Is YouTube Red still a thing? Uh, I think it's YouTube Premium. Right. So it's not, yeah, so of course it's a Google thing. So yes, of course it's changed name between then and now. <clears throat> yeah, of course. Um, I subscribed for one month, watched all the episodes in two days yeah. and then unsubscribed again. So they get 15 bucks from me or 10 bucks or whatever yeah. the hell it was. That's fine. It was worth yeah, it. Yeah, but it's not exactly uh, taken over the world YouTube premium, has it? No, they have, all their content sucks. Yeah. Except for the Cobra Kai thing and people really seem to like the Cobra Kai. Yeah. Season two is just as good as season one. Yeah. So, I um, I saw this morning that of course Google I/O has just happened. I saw this morning that effectively they they've already announced they were shutting down Nest as a separate division, but now um, typically they're shutting down all the Nest services. So if you bought if you heavily invested into that Nest ecosystem, then by the end of this year, most of it will stop talking to each other, to to themselves. They'll all work individually, but they won't talk to each other anymore. Um, so if you bought one of those three hundred, four hundred dollar Nest thermostats, it's, it's going to be bricked. Well, the well, year. no, it, the thermostat itself will keep going, but apparently, um, the way the Nest stuff used to work was it was it had it was branded works with Nest, and then all the things would talk to each other. So, for instance, right. the security, the the, the, thermo, the um, thermostat came in like a hub, and all the other Nest devices, like your security cameras and that sort of thing, um, they would all communicate via this hub to a, a back end service, and you could do remote control everything remotely uh, and from one app and all of that thing and all of that's stopping working and of course you will probably be have been more likely to buy individual ollie quiet uh, you would have been 
<laughs> he's he's heard somebody at the door. I, th- I think it's my wife coming home. Yes, it is. Um, what was I saying? Yes, you you would have bought a thermostat, and then you would have bought cameras and everything based on the fact they work together, and now they won't. Uh, and, and that's hey Google. Well, here's what I don't get, or I get it. Here's what I have a problem with. I, I don't have any of the Nest stuff, but that's kind of beside the point. Yeah. So, if you buy some tech gear that you know requires communications between each other, and that company folds, okay, I get it. The company went out of business. I'm screwed with my purchase. But what what can you do? The company went out of business, yeah. right? This isn't a company going out of business. This is one of the richest this companies in the world. Tech, yeah. Who just decided, nah, you know what? We're not going to do this anymore. Yeah, nobody's asking. And so the people that spent all this money is just, well, too bad for yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. It sucks to be you. Don't worry. We'll have something new for you to buy. That'll be the the thing is they'll then email all those people and go, oh, we've got a upgrade offering for you, which will, will work. Um, now, what if they upgraded the backend services so these things would work, but in a new way with new well, features and could, new, would that be something? They could or, do that. But we know that's not going to no, happen. At the very minimum, though, a company with Google's resources could afford just to keep that that thing going in the background for a few years. You know, release a five-year uh, plan for it and say, look, okay, we're going to be, we're not going to develop this anymore, and after three years, we're not going to be patching it anymore, and after five years, it's going to stop working. So people have time to get some benefit out of what they've invested in, uh, and also kind of know what they're doing next. And no, it's like six months, it's gone. You know? I think that's uh, really rotten. Well, it's good. Really this is do. good. Google does this all the time. You know. Yeah, they do. They, but, and, but, and the thing is, if you're a business, I know Google really pushes their business solutions. How could you trust Google with your business data? I mean, with the way you run your business, how could you trust them? Yeah, they're all a little bit like that, to be honest. Um, in the enterprise space, Microsoft is changing things all the time. Uh, some- I mean, they just Microsoft just announced that they're going to have a Linux kernel built into Windows yeah. 10. Yeah, but the the thing is, they 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 a large large amount of their revenue comes from their cloud services now, all the stuff based on Azure. Um, and if you look at what they've done with Skype for Business, they're migrating it to a product called Teams now, which is much more complicated. Nobody really understands exactly what it's meant to do, and it changes all the time. I'm on Office 365 in the office, and I run it for our company. And every week, I'm getting uh, an email with about ten items saying this is changing, this is going away, this is being moved to a new experience. You know, they're constantly developing it, and you you have to try and keep up. It's very very difficult yeah Uh, sometimes the tried and true is a better course of action i think but i mean you can't stop the progress of innovation can you the cloud is the cloud and this is the nature of the cloud unfortunately you know i I was at an amazon summit this week and amazon web services summit and they put up a list on a powerpoint of all the different services that amazon web services offer and there's, there's probably 40 or 50 different things. Most people don't know what half of these things are. But effectively, anything you can think of doing, Amazon has a way for you to do it easily in the cloud. Um, mm. And, um, you know, it's an amazing business for them. But, of course, the downside of the cloud, I mean, you get all that stuff where, you, you know, you don't have to roll your own. You can just go and buy a service. Um, the downside, of course, is it's been developed all the time and you run the risk of things going away. Uh, and, you know, you'd argue with Amazon Web Services in a corporate environment, you kind of know what you're getting into. The problem with companies like Nest is as a consumer is you don't know what you're getting into. You don't know no. you're, you, that you're effectively being turned into a beta tester for Google. It's, uh, 
it's disappointing too. Yeah. Because you know they have the resources to 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 do something. Yeah. And to screw over a whole swath. Here's the thing though, I think a lot of people who bought the net stuff, they don't realize it's Google. No. You know, they hide behind these sub-brands. Well, apparently, yeah, uh, appa- yeah, apparently this is now what's going to happen is they're not going to do that anymore. It will be known as Google Nest, uh, and it will be perfectly obvious that Nest is just a sub-brand of Google. It's not a separate company. It's something they should have done a while ago, I guess. Well, might as well kill it off first and then yeah. come out and say, oh, look, this is us now. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it's horrible. Mm. Here's something that's not horrible is I got a new garden hose. Who cares, right? Well, I got a metal garden hose, David. Now, somebody's just been fighting with my garden hose this morning, and every time I put it down, the spray head would fly off and spray me with water everywhere. And oh, yeah, I'm, I'm very into hearing about your garden hose. I, I just got it. I haven't used it yet. I watched a video. There's this uh, reporter out of Detroit. Um, and I can't think of his name right now, but he's been doing these kind of investigative reporting and fun stuff for decades, I suppose. And he's got this thing called the wall of shame Uh and he goes after creepy people, stuff, people that are doing bad things. Uh And of course it's all viewer generated, you know, people will send him an email and say, Hey, this person is selling, uh, his services that he's a licensed plumber and he's not and he ripped me yeah. off we we have and a yeah, and, we have a similar uh, there's a program here called watchdog and they have a guy called yeah. rogue traders who does that and they put cameras in the house and show all the, the bad things these guys do and then they kind of you know do the at the end of the thing they do the doorstop thing where they go and say well we saw you doing this what have you got to say about it you know yep. yeah well this guy's been doing it for a long time mm-hmm. and I, I i've watched a lot of his old content on youtube i came I, I subscribe to him. I think it's wall check, something like that. And it's good stuff. But he also has some um, fame or shame stuff where he they'll buy a product. And he'll find someone in the community that he tests this product with. Mm-hmm. And so I was watching a couple of these. And <clears throat> a lot of these products were not good. Well, then he has this comedian on. And uh, they have a metal hose. Does this thing actually work? And the commercial makes it look very impressive. Like it, it's, they say you can't even puncture it with a nail and it doesn't get tangled and it's easy to roll up. So they put it to the test. And after the segment, I went to, uh, uh, eBay and I bought one because it was the real deal. It, they don't tangle, uh, cause you know, with the rubber hose, yeah. you, you so I don't know how the hell these knots get in it. It's like it's completely straight. I use it for five minutes. It's got three tangles in it now, and it's pinched, and i got to go figure out where the pinch is. And Yep. Oh, uh, they're just horrible. And there's nothing worse than trying to untangle wet hose. Because they, they leak as well. <laughs> so when, they do. When you've got, you got a tangle, yeah, you'll find water has run down from the faucet all over the hose, and it's freezing cold and wet. Yeah. As David can attest from this morning, yeah. which we didn't discuss. Um so I went and I I bought one of these and it's a corrugated steel hose. It's very flexible. So does it? It kind of looks like a shower, like a shower hose. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's exactly what it's like. Yeah. Uh, except for this one's fifty foot long. Right. It feels very flexible. Um, I mean, you can't bend it in half, so you can't really pinch it. Uh, it seems. I mean, it seems durable. Yeah. 
Uh, I got it off eBay, so I'm sure it's full of some kind of carcinogen that's going to kill my lawn. But. Well, no, it's, it's just probably not real steel. It's probably mild steel, and it will, rather than stainless, it'll probably rust. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, but, hey, I'm willing to give it a try. I, it was 50 foot. I think I spent 20 bucks. Yeah, now I, I'm looking at them on eBay here, and they're the same sort of price here, 25 pounds for a 50 foot hose. Yep. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to trying this out. Yep. It's one of those things that... It could be a game changer or it could be junk. Who knows? So uh, one thing I do know is that um, you'll often see marketed in the same places as these steel hoses is the expanding hoses. Yes. Uh, and they are, I've seen those too. Uh, they are terrible because apparently – Are they really? Apparently the reason – the way they expand is because they're like um, very thin plastic inside uh, uh. and uh, they just break very easily. I always wondered about those expanding hoses. They're, I never saw anything that made me think, ooh, I want to give that a try. Unlike the steel yeah. hose that, obviously, I did see something that made me want to give it a try. So, eh, you know, might as well. Some other purchase on eBay is I bought a, uh, is it a 19, a 19-inch 19 Acer monitor from Acer. Right. They have their own refurbished store. Um, this is for an arcade project that I'm working on. Well, I don't say I'm working on it. I've, I've got all the pieces um, I just have to find the time and the energy to actually do it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the holdup right now. You know, no the first holdup is, well, I got to buy the parts. So you take your time and you buy all the parts and then you have all the parts. And then you're like, well, now I got to move the stuff around the room so I can actually pull this machine out and get working on it. So that's the next thing that I have to do. And of course, I haven't done any of that yet. And then I have to actually, I want to do the project. Don't get me wrong. It's just, you know. Like you, I work. Yeah. That's not high on my priority list. Mm. But yep. it's it's just taking an older arcade that I have, my Neo Geo mm-hmm. machine. The monitor is getting fritzy on me. Right. So it needs to be replaced. And I know, well, I, I don't ever play the Neo Geo stuff even when it was working, mm. to be honest. And it's a horizontal arcade, whereas my other one's a vertical har- arcade. Vertical is like Pac-Man. Yeah. You know, it's longer on the top to the bottom. It's not as wide. But then you have stuff like Simpsons Arcade or Defender or stuff like that, that the arcade is wider than it is taller, the screen. Yep. And I want to play those kind of games, too. So I'm going to convert it over. I'm going to leave all the original stuff. Uh, I'm just going to add all this new stuff into it. Right. The new stuff is small. Yeah. So the only thing is I have to pull the monitor and build some kind of frame to hold a new monitor. Ugh. Yeah, it's not, a sh- not an easy, quick job. It's not. I want to do it, but I've got other priorities. Yeah. Julie and I want a fire pit in our backyard. Uh-huh. Is that a thing in the UK, no, a fire no. pit? <laughs> no. no. It is here in the US. Some people, we like it. We don't have the, um, we don't have the space here. You know, our garden is yeah. normally the size of a postage stamp. So the, yeah. the idea of putting digging a hole and putting a fire in it, it, it you burn your house down. Well, it's not a hole. Um we have this space between our shed and the far fence. That's probably, I don't know, 50 feet yeah. at that. So yeah, my, my whole garden and is about 50 feet. <laughs> it, well, this is kind of the dead area of the lawn. It's behind the swing set. Yeah. It's where rubbish, like branches and rocks, will kind of migrate to, mm-hmm. and they just sit there. And They're, they're running, they're no running away from the kinks there. and the hose. Yeah. There's trees that are all around it, so it's kind of... A dead spot. So we've decided uh, over Christmas, one of our relatives got us a, a a fire pit. It's 
I don't know how to describe it's it. Like it's a, a metal. It's like a bonfire. It's like a wok for a bonfire. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's exactly what it's like. So you can't have anything too big, yeah. but you know, it's it comes on little legs, and we've done it one time. I posted some photos on Facebook, and um, it was a good time. You know, yeah. we made some schmores and stuff like that. So we, where are we going to put this thing? And we needed to cover it, you know, because otherwise it rains and it just turns to gook inside. Yeah. So we have decided that we're going to clean that area out, which actually Julie did yesterday. And there was this giant hole that I had dug a decade ago that we were going to put a fish pond in. And, mm-hmm. of course, it never did that. Yeah. Um, and so she filled in the hole. It's not completely filled in, but it's 99% filled in. So we got to get some more dirt to level it out. Then we're going to get these stone bricks, I guess, but they're like 16 by 16 by 2-inch thick, I don't know what you call it, bricks, but it's like patio stones. Yeah. And we'll lay those back there, fill in the cracks with some sand or something, smooth it all out, and then put the fire pit on that with a, something to hold the wood and then a bench and maybe a couple of little chairs. Mm-hmm. Maybe string some lights up somewhere out there. Yep. It'll be a nice little area. Yeah. It'll be a breeding ground for mosquitoes, because I know that's going to happen. Hopefully the smoke from the fire will drive away the mosquitoes when you're using it. Well, I'll be the safest one, because if there's a campfire or bonfire going, it's 100% assured that the smoke, even on a completely still day, will somehow aim right at me, no matter where I'm at. Because you are a smoke god, and the smoke loves you and wants to be near you. right towards me. (laughs) Yes. So I'll smell like the bonfire until I take a shower. No matter what. Yeah. So it's guaranteed. So that's our project coming up for uh, this next week. The The biggest pain in the ass is just going to be leveling the ground. Yeah. That's that's never fun. Well, we're, we're having the, the whole back garden replaced in a couple of weeks' time. So it's all going to be oh, yeah. all the turf is coming up and they're going to put stone down and cobbles and... You say they. You say yeah, we're having somebody. The they in this situation is yeah, me. Yeah, they're having somebody to do it because no way I can. Uh, not only do I have the time, I know what's underneath that, that lawn, which is basically uh, a whole load of builder's rubble because we saw the house being built and we saw what they were dumping back there. So I don't want to be dealing with that stuff because you're going to need proper tools to uh, dig it out. Yeah. yeah. So they just buried the stuff? Oh, yeah. Basically, they just used the outside of the houses as a big trash pit. Uh, and then when you need a garden, then they pour soil over the top and flatten it out, and there you go. Hmm. Yeah, it's not very environmentally friendly, but then builders, you know, commercial builders are often just thinking about saving their money, and if that means they don't have to dispose of plastic trash, then that's what they'll do. Do you think that they could be held responsible for that? Yeah, accountability for that sort of thing is not is not is not well found here in in the UK. Unfortunately, um, we have building standards and builder codes, and they and they kind of adhere to that. But anything beyond that, no, because it it relies on the local council. It's like the local authority who um, they're responsible for upholding all those regulations, and they're just too busy and they don't have enough money. So. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're given money by central government and then they have to do everything they're re- legally responsible to do with that money. And, of course, central government every year cuts the money. So, Well, yeah. You know, my uh, my son Cole said, because part of the where we're building this little fire pit area, the, sh- the side of the shed is right there. Mm-hmm. And 
I was thinking we could put, you know, some decorations, some some cool stuff up there. Yeah. You know, nothing nothing elaborate. Nothing but just, flammable. You know, well, obviously not. Yeah. Um, well, this fire pit's not going to be right next to the shed. Yep. I mean, there's plenty of room. All right. Um, but Cole said, ooh, we ought to put a movie projector back here, Dad. We can watch movies while we have a campfire. <laughs> I laughed, but then I started thinking, you know, that's actually not that bad of an idea. So I started spinning around in my head, how can I do this? How could I put a little projector back there? Well, they have tiny little projectors now that you can get that are just like HDMI. Yeah. So how would you go about doing that, David? I thought... Don't Don't those little ones have batteries in? I think so. I know one thing. But I'm, even if not, I've got I've got power to the shed, so I've right, got, got literally there, right yeah. there is a electrical outlet. So uh, one thing I do know about uh, the cheaper end of those pocket projectors is that uh, even though they suppose they claim to be 1080p, um, they're not. They're normally a much lower resolution, and then they're doing some scaling, um, and they get they 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 figure they get away with it because they're projecting to, onto a big screen, um, and also they're not very bright. So, um, well, I wouldn't say that. That's the mean thing to say. I mean, they're they're nice, <laughs> you know. They're not. Oh, you mean? I mean, it, yeah, illumination bright. Yeah. So, um, I I'm not sure that the stuff you know the the stuff at the bottom end, the fifty sixty dollar stuff with uh, you know from the Chinese manufacturers is is probably not going to cut it. You're probably going to need something more like the two hundred dollar range to make that work well. Um, and if you've got power, yeah, then you need all you need is power and a, and a tablet or a uh, or a laptop and off you go well i was thinking because it's it's on the shed i could have like a little and my wi-fi reaches the shed no yeah. problem what if i simply put a mac mini in the shed with a little wireless keyboard and mouse in there with it you know mm-hmm. just on a little shelf yeah. and then at the same place that the power the outside power comes from the shed because it's, you know, the power's on the inside of the shed. I just run a little thing. I could actually tap into that box with, like, a little HDMI sw- uh, plug or something. Yeah. And then all I have to do is have a screen. But I don't even need a screen. I could just use the side of the shed. Yeah. It'll look just, weird. Well, you, you just paint it white. It just needs to be white. Well, it's, it's a cream color. Oh, now. right. Okay. Um, use that. With a little projector, and so all I have to do is run like an HDMI cable from that to the, to the projector, projector and the power cable. Mm-hmm. In some of these, the throw is ridiculous. You can be real close to the screen and still get like a fifty inch picture. Yeah. You'd also need audio, of course, because the projector don't won't have good speakers. So you probably oh, I can run little speakers to the top roof, the under part of the roof yeah. that overhangs a little bit. Put a couple little speakers. Yeah, up you there. can get a couple of outdoor speakers that'll survive, yeah. survive the moisture and wire them up to the Mac Mini. You can get some of those rock speakers that look like rocks. Mm-hmm. Put those out there. But there and and here's an idea: you do all that. I can get the Mac Mini from um, OWC, our sponsor, by the way. Yep. Two hundred sixty-five bucks. They've got a mid. It's a. I. It's a. Apple Mac Mini server. It's an actual server. Uh, Mid-2010. I can just run Plex on that for music and movies. Yeah, because yeah, you won't want to so some... buy a new one because they're really quite expensive. Well, especially for a project like yeah. this. 
And then I could have some ambient music playing when I want it. We can have a little projector, have a little movie going back there. It might be kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. But then that's another... I mean, I would probably start with the audio stuff, not not the projector movie stuff. Yeah, but that's another project. <laughs> yeah. The Neo Geo. I mean, it would still be cheaper just to have a set of speakers out there and, and plug in one of those little gadgets so you can air play it. Yeah. But still, to be, I to think be honest, I'd rather go this the cheapest way of doing it is to go down to Costco or to uh, Walmart, buy the cheapest TV they have, put it on a rolling stand, and roll yeah. it out there when you want to roll watch it when you want to watch TV outside. <laughs> yeah, but this is this would be the the lazy man way of doing yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know. We probably won't do any of that because kind of the whole point of having the fire pit out there is family time and making s'mores and well, the, the, relaxing the, and not watching TV. Yeah, the problem, you've, you've, if you've got, got the fire pit, if you had the smoke problem, then that's not going to be conducive to watching movies. Yeah. Oh, all, the, all the cruise ships do um, movie, particularly in Northern Europe, this is crazy. They all have these movies under the stars now, so they have a big screen out by on the pool deck. And then yeah. you, you go out there. In the, in the evening, even if it's even if you're in the tropics, it's normally cool up there because the ship's doing twenty knots. This is a, right. a good wind blowing over there, and it's sea air. It's not warm, and uh, everyone lies down there on the on the recliners, covered in in two blankets normally, which you get from the uh, the pool attendants, and you sit there being miserable watching a movie, waiting for it to finish so you can go back into the warm. I don't know. <laughs> There's something to be said for being under the stars in the fresh air, though. Yeah, but temperature is always an issue. Yeah, well, yeah. It's either too damn hot or too damn exactly. cold. It's very rare that you get one of those perfect weather days that it's just like, we can sit outside and watch a movie on the deck of the ship. Uh, oh, it's as I say, beautiful. As I say, moving ship 20 miles an hour. <laughs> you know, yeah, okay. well. It's a flawed concept right from the beginning, really. Uh, so we do want to thank our sponsor, OWC. If you guys like the idea, hey, you can pick up one of these little Mac minis and do it yourself. 265 bucks. They, you know, they sent me an email the other day, and they have 2017 refurbished MacBooks, the little tiny Oof. ones, yeah. the 12-inch ones, uh, with 512-gig SSDs uh, and the uh, M3 processor for $1,000, which is That's pretty cheap. $500 off regular. And these are brand new. So they're refurbished, but they're effectively, you know, full Apple guarantee as well as uh, OWC's guarantee. So hmm. um, if you're in the market and you're thinking, you're trying to decide between stretching to a uh, MacBook over the uh, the newer MacBook Air Retina, then this might be interesting. Uh, we did get some reader feedback. Do you got that in front of you? Yeah. We got one from Owen. Of course, you had Owen with you on the show a couple weeks yeah. ago. And... Um, he wanted to talk about the, uh, obviously, our, my Wish.com loser pick was an HD antenna. Yeah. You know, this little little antenna that you supposedly stick on a window and or a wall or something, and you're going to get, it's, I think it's a 2,000-mile range, which is stupid, yeah. because no. So, uh, yeah, um, so Owen says here that he can he says you may recall i was involved in the htv hdtv standard yeah actually worked for a company who who was working on this he says many things can affect your hd reception the antenna for sure on the tuner absolutely as well as interference and multi-path distortion in the u.s 
you want a very de- a directional antenna to eliminate multipath interference. So that's that's basically when the signal's bouncing off buildings right. and and it, then you're getting multiple signals riding out of phase with each other, isn't it? He says, yep. newer tuners can discriminate better and use new technology to help, but that is all about the tuner. Sensitivity and the age of the tuner makes a big difference, often more than the antenna, actually. I have an old USB tuner and a new one, and the new tuner pulls in signals that the old one ignores, and like it doesn't see. As for pulling in signals over 240 miles away, that is total nonsense. Distance will be better at night if the frequency used can bounce and propagate. The standard used in the US is 8VSB, which is better in rural areas and sucks in cities and places surrounded with large hills, trees or mountains. So your surrounding area makes a big difference. Even claiming 150 miles is BS. Unlike old analogue TV, where you might see a weak signal, the tuner must get enough data to construct a frame. If it's on the edge, you get blocking and break up. Below that, it goes black. The signal has some error correction data in it. The less it has to use to fix the signal, the higher the signal strength, which is not shown. But once you don't have enough good data, you get a black screen, and there is a small small delay between moving an antenna and seeing the results, which makes pointing more difficult. Hope that helps Owen. It does. Um, it kind of reinforces what we were saying. You thought is probably the tuner and yeah. the, the antenna itself. And look, this is an LG TV. It's um, quite new, actually. It's like two years old, if that. But I mean, it was on the less expensive side. Yeah. It's a third. I want to say thirty, thirty-nine inch, maybe thirty-two, thirty-nine inch TV. Uh, it's a smart TV, which most of them are. So it had Plex built in. That's kind of the reason I bought it. Um, it's mostly used for video game stuff, but you know it's got a built-in HD tuner. So I figured plug this antenna in, I can see free content, which is stupid because I've got my cable box sitting on it too. So it's did the kind of dumb. Did the but, uh, did the Wish dot com antenna? Did it need power? Uh, yeah, so it did. It pro- needs USB power. It may be doing some pre-tuning or pre-processing anyway and it could be where that's falling where it's falling down there yeah either way it's not really working all that well yeah it's uh yeah yeah it was eight bucks <laughs> <laughs> you know it's not heartbreaking send it, uh, send it to the white house so they can add it to the trade wall um yeah i'll just maybe i'll just stick it on top of my shed and see if an outdoor yeah thing at the fire pit would work better uh, we also got a tweet from uh, Donnie. Donnie, yeah, he said uh, he said just saw this. Thought David might be interested. If I remember correctly, he was looking for a digital note taker a while back, and he sent a link to a Kickstarter, which is to the new Yes, the coolest paperless and digitized notebook set. Um, Asian manufacturers, you can probably tell from some of the English here, they've already reached their goal on this Kickstarter, but worryingly, the goal was only £3,800, which to manufacture a whole run of uh, electronic notebooks seemed not very much money to me. Uh, <laughs> they, um, I think they're an Asian manufacturer who's kind of in this game anyway. But this this thing they're offering here is... It's kind of a combination thing. It has the um, the smart pen, the one with the camera in it that uses the paper with the dots, like the moleskin one I had before. Uh, they also are bonding something that looks very much like uh, those boogie boards you get in uh, in Walmart and Target, in with the thing as well. But I don't think, look at reading between the lines, that the um, the pen they use use of that is able to, able to digitize the uh, the 
the uh, boogie board side and you know i've used those boogie board things they're fine for scribbling little notes and leaving messages on the fridge and everything they're they're kind the contrast is fairly low even in the video here you can see the contrast is fairly low unless they're back there yeah, it, it doesn't look like this one is so uh, and they're not really conducive for making lots and lots of notes in my opinion they're the kind of the, the thickness of the pen it's kind of like writing with a with a, a sharpie a thin sharpie um and you won't want to write pages and pages with that um yeah it's no. an interesting product it doesn't seem to be particularly innovative over anything anybody else is doing um but appreciate the yeah li- i'm looking at it and i'm like i i think i've seen exactly this before multiple times they're always on quick uh kickstarter yeah which you know i get a ton of tech companies reaching out to me on kickstarter saying hey could you talk about this and no i can't um because i think most of them are vaporware they're never going to happen yeah um i i've yet to find anything on kickstarter in the last few years anyways that really piqued my interest what i what bothers me about places like kickstarter is big companies using it for product and it's like wait yeah, what you're basically you're, you're a huge company yeah you're basically um getting the public to fund your um production r&d yeah, yeah. that just seems wrong to me yeah i mean hey if you want to back it that's totally your choice but it seems to go against the the concept of what kickstarter is big companies shouldn't be allowed to use well even, even worse than that there, there are some companies now who who use the kickstarter model but not aren't on kickstarter so you get none of the protections um i i uh, ordered or thought i ordered something uh, this was about three four years ago called the text blade which was kind of like a um innovative bluetooth keyboard that um it used magnets and things to kind of allow you to um to put the keyboard together and, and fold it up when you weren't using it and everything. And it looked really cool. Um, and um, the thing is, they had an order page on there and you ordered it and then you will be told, oh yeah, well, it will ship towards the end of the year. And then they had a blog a blog side which made it perfectly clear that they were, they were still developing the product. And effectively, they'd use your order money as R&D money. And you had no protection. And effectively, I, I don't think the thing has ever shipped um, this, if you go there now, they're still touch, uh, notionally taking orders for it. Um, but looking on the forums and everything, hardly anybody has ever received this thing, you know. And yet they're um, they're charging for it like it's real, when in fact it isn't. Hmm. You know. And yeah, that, and that's that's concerning. Yeah. Very concerning. Hmm. Oh well. Yeah. You know, there's going to be scammy places no matter what. Unfortunately, it's the nature of the world. Um, yeah, good point. Yeah. So you said you've got a product that you haven't used much, but you wanted to touch on. Yes. Uh, my children, uh, we are going on a cruise ship in about three weeks' time, and my children have decided that they want to become YouTube bloggers, and they want to do a cruise ship video for YouTube. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to encourage them in this because, you know, while I, I don't think they have any illusions about becoming you know, the next major YouTube channel. I, I think it's an interesting project for them to do. And, you know, they're, they're 9 and 16, and yet they both seem to be collaborating fairly hard with ideas about how they want to do this and this sort of thing. So I wanted to encourage it. Um, and I was going to let them use one of our iPhones to, to do this. But the problem with recording on an iPhone, particularly for YouTube stuff, is that um, 
it, it very much relies on the skill of the operator, and obviously they haven't got a lot of experience, so uh, there's a high risk of them turning out a whole load of quite janky video. Um, but I spotted a product a while back that kind of piqued my interest, and uh, I thought, what the hell, I picked it up a couple of weeks ago, I found one on refurb, and this is the DJI Osmo Pocket. And what this is, DJI are the, are the people who make drones, and what they've effectively done is they've taken the 4K camera that ships on their higher-end drones and they've put it on a little stick and they use the technology, same technology they have in their drones to stabilize the camera. So it's a tiny little stick. It's not much bigger than two AA batteries with a, a, an HD 4K camera on the top, a little screen on the back. And basically you turn this thing on and it just self-stabilizes. So you can walk around and you get completely smooth video. Um, you, it has a selfie mode, it has face tracking, it has object tracking, um, it has a little connector on the side so that you can actually um, like plug your iPhone uh, landscape mode into the side of it and then hold the camera so light you can hold the camera with the iPhone so you can use the app to actually do more stuff with it. Um, um, and it's a really neat little thing and, it, and the video it takes is amazing. And How much are they? they well, so they, they, they sell for three twenty nine. Uh, I got one on refer for two fifty nine. Um, hmm. So uh, you might compared to the cost of a, um, you know, I, I kind of took the view that that was a few years ago. That's what you were paying for a good mid range, uh, you know, handheld um, camera that wasn't a DSLR, you know, a pocket camera. Right. So um, I didn't think it was actually that bad. Um, and as I say, it's a full three-axis gimbal, so um, you can do some really cool stuff with it. What it. One of the things you can do is, if you want to take a large panorama, is it will take a um, nine shots. It will move the camera around, so it will take effectively nine individual shots and then stitch them together into one really big picture. So it's great for kind of, you know, overview shots of an area and stuff like that. Um, and that What's it called? It's called the DJI Osmo Pocket. It only weighs 100 grams. It's really really tiny and um, yeah it's really kind of cool it's one of these things that when you turn it on and start using it you just kind of from a tech point of view you go that is just it's amazing technology it has a little tiny one inch screen touch screen on the back but as I say, I was say it even has a little touch screen yeah which is which is quite usable actually once you get used to it. Um, uh, a selfie mode, so you can just turn around and hold it in front of you, uh, and you'll still get the stabilised thing, and it will track your face. Um, you can put it on a table, and then you can walk around, kind of like if you're doing a presentation or something, and it will follow you. So wherever you go in the frame, it will it will point the camera at you. It's really very very neat. And it and it will stream too through a phone. Yeah, through a phone, or you can get a little Wi-Fi dock for it that charges it at the same time uh, and then will then stream over to the phone and of course being DJI which has got um, a very healthy third party ecosystem market there's all sorts of different um, mounts and and gizmos you can buy for it from uh, third party manufacturers like this there's one that will let you clip it to a, a backpack strap so that you can just walk around with it on your chest uh, and leave it running uh, and then so it has a built-in microphone. Has a built-in microphone, yes, and it also has. Uh, you can what? use the USB-C port to plug in the external microphone if you want. Um, I wonder if uh, how good it does with wind. Yeah, that's one of the things I've 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 heard on the uh, or seen on the reviews is they say, well, you know, it, the 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 microphone on it is okay, but it's only okay. And if you want really good, you know. Um, professional video you would either want to use an external uh, mic or alternatively voice over your stuff 
you know, because all, all even even on the iPhone, you can get wind noise and and handling noise from um, from the from the microphone that's built into the device. Um, did you uh, get it from them directly, or did you get it on eBay? Or I got it. I bought it on. Uh, um, I bought it via a reseller on Amazon who was selling it refurb. But it was completely. I mean, I got it in a brown box, but it was unopened. It was uh, it was sealed. It was, and I've registered it with DJI, so it's completely kosher. You know. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm looking. I'm on eBay right now. Um, brand new, two fifty. Oh, it's bidding. I don't look at buy it now. I never bid on anything on eBay. No. I'm done with bidding. I won't bid on. Well, anything. I if I bid on stuff, then I I basically I use something to bid at the last minute. You know, uh, I have a software, I have a, a service I can use, which basically will put in a bid in the last sort of minute of the auction. So you're not just driving the price up earlier. Does it now, does it come with a clip to clip right to your phone? Yeah, all of that stuff's built in. It comes with, oh. it comes with the little, it is basically uses USB-C, but it has the little adapter that you can turn around so you can plug it into lightning on the phone or, or, a, or a USB-C phone. It doesn't have a, it doesn't have a micro, uh, um, a uh, micro USB connector. So if you have a phone with micro USB, you can't use it. But uh, it works great with the iPhone. Uh, and, and as I said, because it's only 100 grams, when you clip it to the bottom of the iPhone, you can just basically use the iPhone to hold the camera, uh, and then it forms like a little compact unit. Um, or you can get a, a more stable thing to clip it all in if you want. If you want to put it on a tripod or something like that. So it also does these great. Um, well, they call them hyperlapses. So um, it, it's like a time lapse, but it lets you move the camera while you're doing it. Uh, oh, yeah, cool. and it and it takes these, you know, these, these you've you've seen them on TV. There's things where it it's, it looks like somebody walking at really high speed through a market or something like that. That's right. kind of the hyperlapse effect, where it's taking quick sh- uh, shots in quick succession and then and then turning them into a you know a high speed movie. I only found one refurb unit on eBay right now, right, and it's. Three hundred twenty-five bucks. Right. Looks like I was lucky then. Yeah, yeah. you got a good deal. Yeah. So good for yeah, you. Yeah, no, it's it's good, and and the kids are very excited to be using it because they were concerned about the quality of their video. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and you know we we now that Leanne can't walk so well because of her back injury, um, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna go to Rome. Ordinarily, we would take a bus to Rome and then wander around Rome for the day on this trip, but. With this now, we're going to take a coach trip where we're going to be in the coach driving around Rome. And I figured I'll be able to take much more, much better pictures of the sights and what's going on on the coach and everything with one of these than I would with a regular camera. Yeah, so, I would think so. Yeah. Buy it now. Yeah, I, you might as well just, at least if you're in the U.S., you might as well just buy it now. Oh, the little storage thing is kind of cool. Um, and it's, it's kind of cool. I kind of want yeah. one now. I'll bring it out with me to Mac stock so you can have a play around with it. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of Mac stock, of course, we are going to be at Mac stock. So uh, anybody listen to this show, want to meet David and I in person, we will both be at Mac stock. Um, I'm going to be doing the OWC my Mac quiz at Mac stock. Um, it's, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be on the first day. So if you want to just even come for one day, come to the first day yep. because that's, you know, that's uh, July 27th, and uh, the whole point of MacStack this year is called Create, and uh, yeah, some really good people are going to 
bespeaking and talking about how you create. And if you go up to the website, you'll see a whole bunch of pictures. And not surprisingly, none of them are David and I. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, they, they also have a film fest that's going to happen. Yep. Um, um, OWC is going to be there, yeah. and they're going to be um, – uh, sponsoring, uh, they're they're a, a major sponsor of the event, yeah. so they're going to have some breakout events where they'll actually show you how you can upgrade uh, your equipment. They'll actually upgrade stuff right there on the show, so that ought to be kind of cool. And also, there's the uh, isn't the the kind of bring and swap thing? Is that happening this year? I don't know. I don't think no? so. Okay. Yeah, um, I know that there was issues with it last year. So much stuff was left over that Mike had to deal with. Right. Um, Okay, but well, also yeah. I'll be recording. No, I don't uh, see it. I'll be recording there. So if you want to actually be on the show, by all means, come yeah. along and and we'll get you on the show. You, we can we can interview. We can we can talk to you. You can be part of the tech fan universe. Uh, we're gonna uh, Dave, or I'm sorry, uh, Guy Searle and I are gonna be on the Max Talk main stage from one to one forty five p.m. on July twenty seventh. Um, we're going to be giving some stuff away, probably only OWC stuff, since they're going to be. Uh, it's it's it was the MyMac quiz show. Now it's the OWC MyMac quiz show. They're sponsoring okay. it, so I don't think they're going to want to give competitor stuff away. That that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Nope. Um, but it's going to be fun. We're going to uh, give everything that we bring to the show away. We don't want to take anything home with us, unless it's something really cool. In which case, <laughs> first, in that totally case, first dibs. Obviously. That's right. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, if OWC is like, hey, give away the uh, MacBook Air, you know, totally no one's getting that. <laughs> yes. You won't, you won't hear about that at all. <laughs> That's right. What what number am I guessing? No, sorry. <laughs> that was not it. <laughs> what was that? The, what was that game show camp scandal in the 50s? <laughs> they were, uh, oh yeah. They were basically they were paying the guy to stay on. They were giving them the questions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll, it'll, it was it'll a, be a little bit like that. We'll have a couple of shields in the audience. <laughs> we're gonna, that's right. Gonna hand over yeah. stuff. Back. To- well, maybe my oldest daughter will show up again. <laughs> I am. I'm bringing my youngest daughter Brooke, yeah. who's 15. You're also bringing your son. I'm, I'm bringing Alexander. He's um, he's just about to start his GCSEs, which is like his major exams. So yep. he's extremely stressed at the moment. So this is yeah. this is going to well, allow this is him a good to way to kind of decompress yeah. and yeah, and it's stuff like that. So it's <laughs> a good idea to kind of get away from the high stress situations. I think this would be a good. Event. No, I'll tell you. Um, I'll tell you what he's looking forward to most. Not it's yeah, not stock. It's Panda Express. No. Yeah. Well, how does he know about Panda <laughs> well, Express? I told him did about he listen it. to the show? Oh, did you? Yeah, I told him about because um, you introduced me to Panda Express. Uh, yes, and Alexander is a very big fan of Asian food, and I know that he uh, will be in heaven, Panda Express. What? Yeah, I don't know if you really could call Panda Express Asian. You know what I mean? A- Asian-ish. Well, from from, yeah, from his point of view, it's like Asian food. Yeah, right? well, it's the McDonald's of yeah, Asian exactly. food, let's yeah. put it that way. Um, I actually screwed up. Um, I booked my hotel too late, so I did not get into the main hotel. It was full. Right. So I don't know. I don't know if you've already booked your hotel. Oh, yeah. Well, well, I'm using um, all that time I spent in London. Uh, the three years uh-huh. I spent in London, I was mostly staying in Holiday Inns and accumulating points. So I've booked yeah. in the Holiday Inn because uh, I don't have to pay for it. Oh, the one on uh, the one on uh, in Crystal yeah. Lake. 
Well, that's actually where I'm going to be. There you go. You see, serendipity yet yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I, all that's like I, get, planned. I got the I got one with a king size bed with a pullout. So guess guess who's not sleeping on the pullout? Well, I'm not His sleeping on the pullout. <laughs> <laughs> the teenagers get the pull out we get the no, let's, let's not talk about putting our teenage son and daughter in a bed in a hotel no let's not do that let's, let's, so actually yeah that's good we're, we're at the same hotel yeah. uh but um more to the point on the 26th which is a friday david and i are going to take our kids and we're going to go to galloping ghosts yes. so that ought to be fun mm-hmm. and next year cole will probably come with me too mm-hmm. He wants to go. Uh, I think this year is still going to be a little bit boring for him, but next year I think he's going to be ready to go to Max. Okay. So if Brooke wants to come next year, she can come as well. I'll bring both of them. If Brooke wants to take a year off and she doesn't want to come, Cole will definitely be at Max Stock in 2020. So he'll have a good time. We'll have to go back to Galloping Ghost Arcade with Cole, yep. and Cole will be in heaven. Yep. In fact, he just came downstairs. Hi, Cole. Yeah. You want to come in here and say something? Huh? All right, Cole's going to make a guest appearance here on the show. Um, you're not going to MaxDoc this year, but I just announced that you get to go next year. What do you think? I think I'm happy that I'm going to finally get to go. Yeah? You think you'd be bored there? No? No. you got to remember, this is audio, and I'm going to hear your head shake. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, David, your son is into Fortnite, he right? Is in a big way. Yeah, yeah. So, so Cole, you're into Fortnite too, right? Yes. So what do you play Fortnite on? Nintendo Switch. Yeah. That's where Alexander so, plays too. And he, David just said that's where uh, Alexander plays as well. So what is your uh, handle or name on there so people could find you on Fortnite? Tech Fan Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so David, right. uh, make sure you tell Alexander to see if he could, I don't is it a friend request or is, how does that friend work? Request. Yeah. Yeah, Epic friend, friend request. Epic friend request tech fan podcast, which I think you could probably remember the name yeah. of that one and tell him that's my son Cole on I there. Will, as soon as he's finished his exams, cause he's currently banned from Fortnite, but as soon as he's finished, yeah, he's banned from Fortnite right now because he's got exams yeah. like tests. So, uh, yeah, as soon um, as he's back on, he's Brooks age. He's, he's going to want to, uh, cause he's, he's itching to get into the whole season nine thing, which has started. So, uh, yeah. yeah, he, he's itching to get into season nine. Are you on season nine? Yeah. Yeah. So Fortnite's a free game. Yes. Yes. On certain platforms, on certain platforms. So, how much money do you think you've spent on Fortnite? Over a hundred, probably. <laughs> Over a hundred dollars, yeah. <laughs> and you've paid for it all yourself, yes? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what's your favorite part of Fortnite? Because I, I can hear you play. I see you playing in there. What's the coolest part of it? Well, I don't really know. You don't really know what the coolest part? Well, what when you think of Fortnite, you're going to play it. What What's the thing that comes to your mind that makes you excited to play? Shooting somebody's head off with a shotgun. Well, that'll do it, yeah. Shooting someone's head off with so, a shotgun. So, so the other night, Alexander asked me to, uh, to, to to let him onto Fortnite because there was an event. And he went there, yes. and there was a volcano, and he dove into the volcano, and then he ended up breaking this big glass thing with a special gun in it. That, that was yep. the gun that everybody wanted. It, it was an insane thing. It looked like watching the thing. It looked like watching Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah, oh, really? that's really kind of the vibe it had, because there were all these so, people on there going to get this this going for there for this event. So, 
Dave was talking about Alexander playing at a special event, a volcano, going into the volcano, breaking something and getting a gun. Does that sound familiar to you? I know you talked about the volcano. Yeah, I got to see the volcano erupting. Uh, Alexander jumped into the volcano. And I guess there was something in there. It was like this. This it was like this. Um, um. No, that wasn't in the volcano. That was in the um, vault over at Loot Lake. Oh right, of course. Yes, sorry. It opened yeah. up, and everybody jumped inside. Yep. Got to go inside and start to pick their vote. Yep. In the unvaulting playlist, and whatever they chose came back into the game, but the rest stayed inside the uh, vault. I- what did you pick? I tried to pick the plane. Right. Yeah, it didn't work. Nope. Uh, Everybody uh, picked the drum gun. It was annoying. <laughs> Alexander says that's the best gun ever, though. Alexander says that's the best gun ever, though. The drum gun? Yeah. No. Cole says no. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, it sounds, sounds like there are there are things to be decided between these two. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. They're gonna tell, tell Alexander to watch out because Cole's itching to blow someone's head off with a shotgun. So. I will do. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, thanks, Cole. Appreciate it. Welcome. So, with that, on that uplifting yes. note, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna wrap up this episode of Tech Fan. Uh, Dave, no, David and I, neither one of us play Fortnite. I don't get it. I, I I tried to play it on the PS4 briefly, and I just I don't know what I was doing on there. Uh, I thought it was just a run and gun, but there's some building stuff, or I don't yeah. know. I didn't get it. It was way confusing to me. I like watching Cole play a little bit, but it gives me a headache, so... Yeah, I find the noises in the game very, very annoying. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so. But that's why Cole wears headphones oh, when right, he's playing okay. It. I wish Alexander did yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't chat with people he, on there? He does, but the thing is, because um, he's on the Switch, and, he, and I, I've not looked into this, but apparently getting a headset and microphone on the Switch is not, is not straightforward. Um, he's... Oh, Cole got it working really yeah, easy. Yeah, well, I'd, I, as I said, I've not loaded into it. But... All you got to do is get, like, a PS4 headset. It's fine. He uh, said he got a PS4 headset. Ah, uh, that's it. it. See, we fine. don't have one of those, so... He doesn't say it works for Nintendo Switch, but it really does. Uh, he says it, he yeah. says it doesn't work for Nintendo Switch, but it really right. does. we'll have to look into that then, because cause this was a... Yeah. This was a this was a stopping point. So what Alexander tends to do is he will have his friends, all, all his friends from school on WhatsApp chat, on voice chat, yep. and he's talking to them on there at the same time as he's um, playing Fortnite on the Switch. So that's kind of how uh, we get he, around it. Cole, Cole does that. He, he will be talking to someone on the phone, yeah. playing a game on his iPad, and I can hear the tiny little voice of his friends coming through speakerphone while he's talking to them Tiny little uh, voice. I, yeah i can't i can't take it because like, uh, we're all we're all guys we can't multitask like the young kids no no not even close <laughs> speaking of multitasking i'm going to multitask and hit stop recording on this because david and i are going to wrap it up we'd love to get feedback from you guys it's the show at techfanpodcast.com yeah. really really consider coming to max doc david and i would love to meet with some with some people and uh including going to galloping ghosts so yeah. if you're into that please let us know we can arrange it and we can uh firm up the time yeah. that we're going to meet uh it's probably going to be uh i'm going to assume probably around noon or something yeah. like that on friday uh we don't want to you know fight big crowds at galloping ghosts later in the day we'd rather get it done with um and have some more extra time yeah. there although we didn't spend a whole lot of time there and remember that mexican place we got lunch at that was quite <laughs> yeah, good. I was- 
was thinking of that as well. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. it was across the street down a ways away. Yeah, little, was, tiny little place. It was like four <laughs> tables, six tables, just and tiny. Looked, the, the, the regulars looked, looked very suspicious when all these gringos walked <laughs> through the door. Yes. <laughs> But man, they had some. They had oh, some good, good food, food there. Yeah, very good. Yeah, maybe we'll have to go back there. Sure. Yep. Our uh, every three years tradition. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember you guys from three years ago. Come on yeah. in. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to happen. <laughs> Pablo, Pablo, the weirdos are back. Pablo, <laughs> the gringos. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap! Here they go. Here they come again. They brought children with them this time. Okay. Monkey playing. Gen- they're going to gentrify our restaurant. Great. Great. All right. I'll talk to you in a week, man. See you then.